Welcome to the Mind Bay Podcast, the show that delves deep into the realms of entrepreneurship, inspiration, motivation, manifestation, and the power of the subconscious mind. I'm your host, Evie, and I'm here to guide you on a transformative journey towards unlocking your full potential. Each week, we'll be diving into thought-provoking conversations and sharing valuable insights to hone your mindset and create extraordinary success in your life. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a budding business owner, or simply seeking inspiration to pursue your passions, this podcast is designed to uplift, motivate, and provide you with the tools and strategies you need to thrive both personally and professionally. Are you ready to tap into the limitless power of your mind and unleash your entrepreneurial spirit? Then you're in the right place. Get ready to explore topics like mindset hacks, manifestation techniques, overcoming challenges, and finding that perfect balance between business and well-being. With each episode, I aim to empower you with actionable steps, real-life stories of triumph, and insights that will help you break through the barriers and create a life of abundance and fulfillment. So join me every week as we embark on this transformative journey together. Subscribe now and get ready to awaken your mind, ignite your passion, and become the best version of yourself. This is the Mind Bay Podcast, and I'm your host, Evie. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Mind Bay Podcast. Today, I have a remarkable guest who will ignite your curiosity and expand your understanding of a transformative concept called human design. In this episode, I had the privilege of interviewing the wonderful Paula Furman an expert in the realm of human design. Our conversation delved deep into the ways that understanding your unique human design can impact not only your business, but also the very fabric of your manifestations. To say that learning about human design can be a game changer is an understatement. When we gain insight into our authentic selves, our natural gifts, energy flow, and decision-making style, we unlock the key to living a life that aligns with our true purpose. And yes, that includes your business ventures. I loved making this episode with Paula and I hope you enjoy listening as much as I had the conversation with her. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's conversation. Okay, so hello, Paula. Welcome to the podcast, the Mind Bay podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. In today's episode, we're going to talk about human design. And I'm so excited to have you on because you're an expert from what I've seen from your work in human design. So I would love to hear about your personal journey with human design and what drew you into studying human design. And if you maybe have any fun facts or personal anecdotes that you could share with us. That would be great. Hi. Yes, of course. So hi, guys who are listening today. My name is Paula, as Evie introduced me, and you are asking about my personal story with human design, right? Yeah. Um, I think I first came across human design as many people on social media I am a sucker for any sort of like, tell me something about me kind of system. And that 
is because I'm a projector, right? Like you, we really see easily into others, but it sometimes can be a little bit tricky to see ourselves. If you don't know what I'm speaking about, you listeners, that's totally fine. We'll get into that more later. But just stick with the fact that sometimes for me, it can be a little bit hard to see myself. So I love all these kind of personality tests, astrology, you name it. And at first, when I came across human design on social media, I thought it was exactly that. I thought it was just a system that kind of categorized people into types. And that was it. I didn't actually realize that it's something that you can work with, that it's not human design, but the human design experiment, right? You are experimenting with it. You're actually doing something with it. So I found it and that must have been maybe around 2020, roughly, um, and kind of didn't really do anything with it, but looked up my own type. And then it came into my life about maybe a year or one and a half years ago again, and I started to go really deep with it. Uh, at that point, I met my mentor and listened to everything of her podcast. Her name is Emma Dunwoody that I could get my hands on and started to really understand, okay, I found gold here because by understanding this, by leaning into this, I can actually accelerate my own journey and I can actually use this for my own benefit. Yeah, so that's kind of the human design and me in a nutshell. I then first started studying it. I'm almost done with my certification. I'll be done in December this year. And ever since I've started working with it, people just approached me to, they wanted to know about it. They were like, what are you doing? What is it? What is this? And I started doing the podcast and educating people. I started incorporating it into my business because I saw the benefits that I could get through incorporating human design and life coaching for my clients. And yeah, here we are today. So you talked a little bit about projector. For people that don't know what that is, could you explain us a little bit the basics of human design for someone that doesn't know anything about human design? They just pressed this episode. They saw the word human design, but they have no clue what human design is. How would you explain it in a way that it's simple to understand and the basics that someone should know that could highly benefit them in knowing what human design is? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I've got a podcast called Human Design 101, which goes into exactly this. So if you're listening to this now and you're thinking, why oh, want more? That's where I would guide you to so that you can just understand the basics, like literally the 101, what are the types? What is it, is it all about? But of course, I'm going to give you an overview here as well. So Human Design is also called the science of differentiation. And that's exactly what it is about. It tells us how each and every single one of us are different, how we're individual, what our special gifts are, what the personal blocks and shadows are that we're dealing with, how our energy works, how our energy interacts with the world, how our energy interacts with others and so forth. And it is really based on a bunch of systems thrown together. And it originated not too long ago, actually. I think it's only about 30 years old. And it was channeled by a guy called Ra. And he was uh, in Ibiza when he was channeling it. My personal interpretation is that he had probably done a lot of drugs and he channeled this in seven or eight days. Um, he channeled it through and there was the system and then he started sharing it with the world. And 
human design is really all based on what we call a body graph chart. So if you're wanting to learn or find out about your human design, you'd go to a website, maybe my website, type in your birth data and you would get a chart. And like, to be honest, a chart looks really complicated when you're looking at it for the first time. And if you're maybe even pausing this podcast right now and you're heading to my website and you're getting your chart and you're now looking at it, I would recommend to you to just not even look at all the triangles and shapes and try to understand them, but to look at only one thing for now, which is besides your chart, there will be uh, uh, some words and you, what you want to be looking for is called your type. This is your energy type. In human design, there's five energy types, which is generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. And this will tell you a lot already about how your energy functions with the world, what you're here to do in your life, what kind of your overall purpose is, how you manifest in, let's say, in flow with the universe, how you can create a, a more easeful life, so to say. And it's also got some hints about how you feel when you're out of alignment versus in alignment. So just by looking at the type, we can already kind of find out a lot of information that is super valuable. And I would recommend to just look at that for now. That's the really high level overview. Yeah. So you mentioned that you can just find your chart by putting in your birth date. Um, and then it's the birth date, the hour and the location, if I'm not mistaken. It's a little bit like astrology. How are those two actually correlated or they're not correlated at all because i know astrology is kind of a science is human design also a science yeah i mean they call it the science of differentiation and i would more call it a part science it's a spiritual system there is some science within it but however it's nothing like there's no tested and validated part to it it's nothing that has been studied over years and years and years because it's really young but yes there is a scientific aspect to it and like in astrology yeah you put your birth data in and that's because it's partly based on astrology the system said it's based upon as western astrology the chakra system which you find in the little shapes that make up your body graph chart the the planets you'll find on the side that's the astrology we've got the chinese I Ching. That those are the gates, the numbers that are in the chart. Those are, so to say, the traits and flavors and gifts and shadows that sit in there. And then we've got the Kabbalah tree of life, which is a channel. So that's how the energy flows in between the centers. So to say, like how the energy interacts within your body and how the energy interacts between people. I discovered human design about a year ago, I think. And then I also looked up my energy type and then I discovered I was a projector. And even though I didn't go into any of the other aspects, when I started reading on what kind of energy types projectors are, I just saw so much similarity in that and I could connect the dots a lot better. And for projectors, we are not so much of a doers like manifesting generators. They are really doers, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not an expert on this. but before we get into that, maybe it would be great if you could explain the five different types and what their main traits are. So if someone is looking up their chart and they see like, I'm this energy type, 
what does that mean for me exactly? What would resonate with me or what does that mean for me energetically? Yeah, absolutely. And before I do that, I just want to encourage everybody who's looking at their human design to not take this information just in as I give it to you, but to like test out whether it resonates with you or not. Because especially with type, this was something that was kind of made up later so that it was easier to teach. And it's a really high level part of information. There's so much more depth about your personal individual design as we go deeper into the chart. So if you're not resonating with what I share about type, that's totally cool. It's just important that you notice and yeah, you take this part of responsibility in this, right? It's not just the system that you learn. So let's get started. We'll start with what we call the sacral beings in human design, which are generators and manifesting generators. The generators are here to do the work that lights them up. They're here to be inspired. They're here to work, to grow, to build and expand. And they've been, if we look back in history, they've been kind of abused as the, the worker bees. They have all this access to this amazing sacral energy, which is just a, how do I ex explain it without using a human design speak? It's, it's the most reliable source of energy they, that they have in their chart. So they have energy that they can use, but they've been abused because people saw, oh, these people have a lot of energy and then they kind of just wanted to use them for the nine to five. So as we transition into the new world that we're creating right now, it's important for them to figure out what does work mean for me? Because that's really what, is about, what it is about for them to do something that they feel drawn to, that they feel like their body is saying yes to. Um, so that's their purpose. Their strategy, which is um, how they can interact with the universe, kind of manifest in alignment with the universe, is to respond to something external. So they're not here to initiate. They're here to see something on the outside, feel that lit upness within them, and then act on that. And they feel really satisfied when they're in alignment, and they feel frustrated when they're out of alignment. So I'm going to use these three to four points for every type to kind of compare them to each other as well. So that's our generator. And then we've got the manifesting generator, which is a generator type, but has a little bit of extra, I want to call it manifesto sprinkle in, in, its, in its design. It is like a generator, but it's a little bit faster. It's got additionally to the sacral power that I was speaking about in the generator, it's got another motor to this road, which the, the motors in human design are the solar plexus, the root, the sacral center, and the will center. So it's got one of them connected to this road, and this road is our manifestation hub in human design. So because of that connection, they are super fast. They can sometimes feel superhuman. They are nonlinear beings. So for example, if I think about a manifesting generator in my life, who I have just waved goodbye because she's moving out of London. In the last one and a half years, she had like seven different jobs. And this is classic for a manifesting generator. They do lots of different things. They read five books at the same time. They have a million interests and it's correct for them. It's correct for them to jump between the things 
in this nonlinear action and to kind of figure it out in hindsight how it all um, worked together. Their strategy is like the generator strategy to respond to something external and then also to inform the people around them what they're up to. So basically just like literally speaking to them, letting other people know what they're doing so that when they're going with their super fast fashion, that they're not being interfered with because that can be incredibly frustrating for a manifesting generator. And then again, their signature, their sign that they're in alignment is um, satisfaction and peace. And for the out of alignment emotional cue, that would be frustration and anger. Now we'll move to our projectors, which you've got two here today, guys, um, uh, which I personally think is super fun. <laughs> projectors don't have this massive amount of sacral energy that I was speaking about in the other two types. They, in fact, have an undefined sacral center. And that makes them a little bit slower. They, their purpose here is to guide other people and to share their wisdom. And like, if you hear the term projector, you, you can think about a projector. They're literally projecting light onto other people, which makes it really easy for them to see into other people. But as, in, as you imagine a projector, there's no light into the own person, which, which is why it can be a little bit hard to see yourself. So remember projector, easy to see others, more tricky to see yourself. I've mentioned their purpose, their strategy. So their way to co-create with the universe is to be invited. And that is something projectors struggle with in the beginning when they learn human design. They're like, wait, I can't just, wait, I can't just share my wisdom. My wisdom. Somebody needs to invite me to share it. Yes, because every projector, and I'm sure you can relate to this, has shared their wisdom before without invitation and then was super frustrated that no one listened to it. And it kind of feels a bit like, why are they not hearing me? As a projector, wait for the invitation. And this is a lot less passive than you think. You can also generate invitations just by asking, hey, there's something I noted. Can I share it with you? When the other person says, yes, that's an invitation. There signature so their sign that they're in alignment is success and every every projector has to define for themselves what that means for them and their not self their sign that they're a little bit out of alignment is bitterness then we've got our manifestors our manifestors are big aura people they're here to initiate and to drive spark almost just like revolutionary kind of new action. They can be a little bit polarizing and their purpose is to, yeah, initiate change in this world. They also don't have this sacral power that I spoke to in the generator and manifesting generator type, but they've got a motor to the throat. So they still have energy. It's just not as reliable as the energy of generators and manifesting generators. So. They will work not as slow as the projectors, but that their work is kind of done in waves. They will feel like they've got a surge of energy and then they need to rest. So yeah, if you're a manifester, listen to this. Don't try to keep up with the world. Just listen to this internal flow of action. They feel in alignment. When they are in alignment, they feel peace. And when they're out of alignment, they feel anger. And the last one, the rarest type, which I've just interviewed one for my podcast um, on Monday is our reflectors. They're only 1% of the population. They're here to 
show us where we where we're at individually and as the whole planet they reflect the planet's karma and a reflector's chart is totally white there's nothing nothing colored in there that they're totally open to reflect whatever is coming in from the outside and their strategy is to wait for 28 days to just tune into that energy of the moon to just go kind of a little bit slower than the rest and they will know that they're in alignment when they feel surprise and delight and they're out of alignment when they feel disappointment now I've spoken a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so great that you've clearly explained this in a very understandable way. So thank you for that. It's so amazing how we ha have these five energy types. And also when I discovered that I was a projector, I had to learn how I can work with this because projectors, for myself speaking, I know that sometimes I can see a lot of things of this person could do this in a better way, but they're not always open to it. And so it kind of helped me and how I can work with other people better in life and business. If I kind of know what their energy type is, for example, my husband is a manifesting generator and I'm a projector. He has a bunch of energy and I'm a person like I have energy on seeing things, but then going out there and being active and doing all these kinds of exercises, even like physically. Uh, mentally, I'm always quite clear, although I have moments where I'm not as clear. Uh, but my husband is very, he's a manifesting generator and he's like a superhuman sometimes. He would work from seven in the morning until 10 at night. And then I need to have my, my set hours because I cannot work in the same way. So if someone knows their energy type, how can they, according to that energy type, adjust their lives a little or actually work with their energy type? Because I also know that as a projector, it's easy to say like, oh, but I don't have that much energy, so I shouldn't work as much as someone else. So if I slack, it's okay. It's just because I'm a projector. Like using that a little bit as an excuse is what I did in the beginning. And then I just worked with it. And then I just said like, okay, if I don't have as much energy, and I know that I don't have this stable energy, like I have moments where I have a lot of energy and I can get a lot done. And then I have moments where I have less energy and it's more like a moment for me to relax and reflect. And so I know in these moments where I have a lot of energy, I need to batch my content, for example. I need to batch some tasks that I can do while I have all these energy. So when I need to wind down a little bit, I have this in the back. So I'm not longer using like my projector type as an excuse of not having to do any of the work in my business and then kind of losing momentum and feeling bad about it. So knowing that I'm a projector, it really helped me in, in my workflow. So for each energy type, is there a certain way that is best for them to work or how they can work with their energy type? Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think the first thing I'd say about that is do exactly what you did, like experiment with it. And that might include a little phase of using your type as an excuse. And it's okay if you do that for a little bit and then realize when you honestly look at the results, okay, something is not working right here. But that's like the part of an experiment, right? We test different things and we look at the outcome. We look at how it feels, what our goal was, and then we can move forward and adjust our plan. So yeah, generally I would recommend for everybody to experiment with their type. With manifesting generators and generators, I would recommend 
if they have a long list of things that they need to do to start, usually what people do is they start with the things that they don't like and be like, oh, I get it done and then I can do the fun things later. But that's not how their energy works. Their energy, their sacral energy only turns on when their sacral has said yes to that thing. And remember, I told you that their strategy is to do something in response. So we need to find a way to put their tasks onto something outside of you. So what I recommend for MGs and generators is to write their to-do list on like a chalk, chalkboard or on a whiteboard or whatever, put it there and keep walking past it throughout the day. And then when they read the things that they need to do, they can feel into their body. And a lot of the things that they need to do will feel like an mm-mm, like a no in the moment, and that's okay. But some will feel like an aha, uh-huh, like a yes, like an internal yes in the body, not the mind. And when they feel that yes, that's a sign that they will have the energy to do that thing. So write your stuff on a to-do list and ask your body what's a yes and then do that and work your way through the list like that. Because if you start by doing what your body has said no to, your internal motor simply won't turn on and you will feel super drained after you've dragged yourself through the things that you didn't want to do in the first place. So I just recommend putting them there and see whether there might be a time somewhere else when, or so, yeah, another time when you want to do these things. For projectors, it's a really, it's harder to give a generic kind of answer like this because there are what we call energy projectors and non-energy projectors. Energy projectors have a motor defined outside of the sacral, either the root, the solar plexus or the world center. And non-energy, non-energy projectors don't have that. So for example, I have a defined root center. So I actually do have a lot of energy. The root functions as a center with a pulse. So it will be on sometimes and then sometimes it won't. So for me, it was about learning to feel into that pulse and staying connected and honest with my body so that I could feel, yes, it's on right now and no, I need to rest right now instead of just being like, I need to do nine to five. (laughs) And even as I transitioned into my own business in the beginning, I was like, okay, I need to do nine to five. (laughs) So for me, it was about learning when it was going and when it wasn't going. Um, So if you're a projector, I recommend looking whether you have any motors, reading up about that motor, how it functions. So the root will be a pulse, the solar plexus is a wave, and the world center is like a bank. So when it's filled up and you've slept well and drank water and nutritionated, (laughs) you've ate good food, Get your nutrition will, locked in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then it will be full and you will have energy. And when it's, when it's run out and you've used up the energy, then you will, will need to refill it. So start working with the energy of your motors. Or another thing for projectors is when they really need to get something done and that works for um, manifestors and reflectors too, you can go to a cafe or to a place where other people are because you can borrow other people's energy by being an aura with them it's just important that you stay connected with yourself so that you don't totally overwrite your own body and end up being super exhausted but that's something that I certainly notice when I work in public places I do get a lot more energy do you feel the same 
I actually get drained a lot faster. I'm not a person that I enjoy being in nature and like a more quiet setting than I would go to like a concert where I have a lot of people around me because I am a person that easily, I'm very contagious for other people's energy. If I don't put like this protective field around me, if I don't, if I forget to like that visualization that I usually do where I can kind of put a shield so I don't get affected too much by other people's energy, I'm fine. But if I don't do it, I attract a lot of that energy or I soak it up unconsciously and then I come home and I'm like completely drained. And then I feel like I just need to rest the rest of the day. But it really depends on who I'm hanging out with. I do very well in a setting where it's just my people or like a small group of people that I really resonate with and that really light me up. That really fuels me rather than being in a setting where there's a lot of people that I don't really personally connect with. Their energy is just there. And if there's a person there that has a more negative energy or they're kind of having something on their mind, I easily tend to soak that up unconsciously. And then I come home and I feel like there's something going on and I kind of need to clear it. Um, so for that reason, for me, I'm better in small settings where I know the people rather than going to concert where I don't really know the person or I get in touch with a lot of other people's energy. Mm. Yeah. And that's a very classic thing for projectors. And especially the part where you say when you hang out with people that light you up, you're speaking about using that feeling lit up, that is their sacral energy that you're feeling. So you're essentially um, using someone's sacral energy that feels clean and good and resonant to you versus being with a whole bunch of people. You'd be using maybe someone's energy that doesn't really fit into your system right now. It's not on the same level of, let's say, vibration or is not a good match for your body at this time. So that's yeah. something very common. Yeah. I do feel I do feel that too. And yeah, I I'll go back and explain the other two types. Yes. Thank you. For manifestors, um, it's really important. So they have what we call a, a inherent creative flow. So they're right plugged into guts, got universe source, whatever you want to call it, they're plugged into it. And I mean, we're all plugged into it through our field, but they have that in, inside of them, an internal flow. And when that flow kicks into action, it is really important that they try and follow that creative urge that is coming through, whatever it is that they want to create. Because A, well, it needs to be created in some way. And it also means that they've got the energy to do it right now. So my suggestion to them is just follow the creative flow, let other people know what you're doing. And when you feel like your energy has run out, then go rest. So it's really just learning about how that flow works and how it feels within you. And our reflectors, for them, it's kind of all about how they feel because they are so open. They generally amplify the energy of others. Wherever we're open in a chart, whether we're a reflector or not, we amplify the energy of others in our open centers. That's what you described too just then. And since the reflector is totally open, they are very sensitive to the energy in their surroundings. So for them, it's so important that they find people, places and environments that they feel good in. And that's the energy that they can run through their system when they want to work and 
my other tip for them is just to slow down and embody this lunar kind of energy um, because reflectors are lunar beings where the other types are solar beings. So yeah, just like laid back, receptive, a little bit slower and taking their time to wander the planet and find the people that they click with. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I learned so much right now, um, even though I, I already know a lot about my own energy type. But knowing the other ones is also so interesting, which brings me to my next questions. Are there energy types that match really well together and energy types that don't match well together? Like as a business owner, I want to hire someone or I need to work with someone. Which energy types connect best or work best well together? Um, human design doesn't really speak about that because the energy types are such high level information. You'd need a lot more information to figure out what is it that you want to hire this person for. And then you could look in their chart for things that would support that. But just by looking at the energy type, we can't really say whether they would work well together or not. Generally, what I find is, for example, that projectors have a special relationship with manifesting generators and generators because we're essentially here to guide them. So what I find is that a lot of my clients tend to be manifesting generators. Doesn't mean I wouldn't work with any others or that any of the others aren't coming in, but that's a dynamic that we see between the types. But to say that you could hire somebody or not hire somebody based on just their type, the energy type is actually not enough information to um, to uh, uh, clarify that. And again, I would just recommend feel into it, feel into the connection and let your body decide whether this person is a good fit for you or not. Because human design is all about trends forming the decision-making power from the mind into the body and learning how we can use our body to make aligned decisions. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting because my husband is a manifesting generator and I'm a projector and you said like these match well together. That's so funny that you would say that because I, I see it in, in you. You have clients that are manifesting generators and I, my husband is a manifesting generator. And I also quite do well with manifesting generators. I think maybe that's just coincidence or I think it's also about trusting your intuition and just having human design more as a tool rather than like a manual. Would that be right to describe it? Uh, some people actually say human design is the instruction manual for yourself. And I think I do totally agree with what you said is learning to trust your intuition. Absolutely. And use, use human design to oftentimes even validate the intuition or the int intuitional hits that we had. Because what happens with me and my clients so often is that I will give them a reading or we'll speak about something in a coaching that I've seen in their chart and it will say something like, oh, it feels like I knew that. But now you're saying it's in my chart. I'm able to lean into this a lot more and trust this a lot more because I know now it's actually... Like it's actually part of me. I'm not just making this up. It's not just this weird kind of thing that I maybe subconsciously knew. No, it is real and I can actually use this moving forward. Yeah, 
That makes a lot of sense because I, I feel like intuitively we all know what we should do or what is going on just on this subconscious level and it's buried so deep and we kind of know it. And then I, fa I found um, in the past from, I know all these kinds of things, but I need something to confirm it, like something out there to confirm what I already know. So then I kind of used astrology in the past um, and then I started learning about human design and it's all these kind of puzzle pieces that kind of confirm what I already know. And it gives me a little bit of like a confidence boost of like, okay, what I'm doing is right. Like you just mentioned, I, I kind of know all these things, but I, I need that confirmation. So that's why I feel like human design is so beneficial. And it also makes sense of a lot of things because as a projector, like I mentioned before, sometimes we don't have energy and it's easy to blame ourselves as like, What's wrong with me? Why don't I have as much energy as a manifesting generator, for example, which has a lot of energy? And then we kind of bring it onto our ego. Our ego starts to kick in and it's like, yeah, you should be doing better. But then at the same time, it's like, I have this energy type. I should work with this energy type rather than against it. And that's how I feel like human design can be so beneficial from my limited knowing that I, that I have of it. And then I also kind of use it in trying to manifest certain things because there's certain aspects in uh, human design that can help you in how to manifest better, if I'm not mistaken. So some people would be a specific manifestor or some people would be a non-specific manifestor. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that, on how to manifest better based on your human design? Mm, there's non-specific versus specific manifesto is something that one specific person in human design teaches, which is Jenna Zoe. And I totally respect the work that she does. However, my mentor has trained me in a way where she said, I've experimented with this non-specific versus specific manifestation thing. Um, and it just didn't, it wasn't true for her. And it's not true for me either. I'm supposed to be a non-specific manifester. But I find that my manifestations happen the easiest if I just write them down specifically and then forget about them. That's how I do it. So again, this, is, this might be true for you and you might have worked with it and found, yeah, it actually really works for me. So I encourage people if they're curious about that, look it up, play with it and see whether it's true for you. But the thing that Jenna Zoe explains is she's got She's looking at a part of the arrows and essentially she's using that to say whether essentially one bunch of people should be really specific about their manifestations and do visualizations and write it down and get as specific as possible versus the other part should be more into the what does it feel like and the um, giving the general vibe of the thing that they want to manifest and then letting the universe kind of fill in the gaps, so to say. And I think actually both combined make a pretty amazing combination because what do we do when we put ourselves into the feeling state of what, what we want it to feel like? Well, we're already, this is like manifestation one-on-one. We're putting ourselves into the state that we want to be in in the future. We're doing it now. And through the law of attraction, we can start magnetizing these things, but it's also great to specifically think about what we want. And then I think what my personal 
track and hint on this is, and I haven't made this up, this is something that many people teach is to detach from the outcome. Because I feel like if we're just so focused and so rigidly focused on, I want that thing, we can basically already expect that it's not going to come uh, because the universe wouldn't, it doesn't make sense for the universe to give us this thing that we so rigidly want. Because if we want it really rigidly, then there that's kind of a sign that there's an underneath layer of what, why we think we need it to be loved, to be successful, to be blah, blah, blah. And what is the actual lesson is then to work out why we think we need that instead of that thing just coming in and teaching us nothing, essentially. Yeah. That's so beautifully said. I I do believe like with every manifestation, lessons come along. Some manifestations are easier than others where they, it's easy to manifest like these small things. When I first learned about the law of attraction, it was like, let me attract a cup of coffee or let, let me attract $50. But then when I wanted to attract bigger sums of money or bigger kinds of successes or personal successes, it was kind of harder. And it wasn't like, just let me write it down. I actually wrote it down but then I also had to do the work and I still had to go out there and do all the things that were going to get me there it's not like I just think about it and then the next day poof it's there and (laughs) on the way over there I learned nothing and I I didn't have to do anything I don't think that that's the whole point of being human being alive having this human experience I think it's mainly when we get to a desire that's like a little seed that is planted there like I want something okay, the universe is going to plant that seed in my mind for me to get there. And on the way there, I'm going to learn so many things. I'm going to grow so much as a person and it's going to make me a better person. And when that manifestation is going to be finally there, I'm going to have grown as so much as a human and I'm going to feel so much better of having that manifestation. And I think a lot of people, when they want to manifest things, it's just like this rigid desire of, I need to have this because only then when I have it, I'm going to be happy. And there's some growth that needs to happen in between like having that thing that they think that's going to make them happy that in that growth is where they actually find the happiness because most of the time when I work with people when they want to create business results having the thing is not going to give them the happiness the most happiness that they found is like on the journey to get there like these little things that they overcame and This is not related to human design. This is more about manifestation. But I do believe like when you know your energy type and you can work with your energy type on all these actions that you have to take to get to your manifestation, it's going to be, I wouldn't say easier, but it's going to make more sense for you. It's more more a road that you take that is aligned with you. It's all about alignment, right? So when you do things that feel aligned with you because you know your energy type, it's going to feel a lot better than if you were like doing manifesting generator things I I always take like the two extremes for me the one that I'm most familiar with is projector and manifesting generator generator so if I would say like I'm gonna be like my husband and I go to work at five in the morning and then I come back home at 10 p.m I'm gonna be burned out the first year I'm in business and he can just go and go and go for me it's just not possible and in the in the past in the first year that we were in business because we have our chiropractic practice now for five years and I've been coaching for about a year now and I'm very different in my coaching business as as we are running the chiropractic business he's doing he's in the office a lot I do a lot of the back work so 
knowing my energy type, I know I have limited amount of energy. So I created systems. So I've learned about the systems. If I know that I don't have as much energy as a projector, how can I use this to create systems so I can work as much as him, but not do all the work as he is doing? So learning about human design, I think it's very eye-opening. It kind of confirms that intuitive feeling that we have that society sometimes says like, yeah, you should do it in this way, but we feel like, no, that doesn't work for me. I, I should do it in a different way, but no one is telling me that it's okay to do so. It's kind of like a bit of a permission slip of, mm. of saying like, okay, it's okay to be you. You don't have to do it like everyone else is doing it. You have this energy type, learn to work with it, not always against it, but also don't use it as an excuse of why you shouldn't be able to do things. Absolutely. I just want to comment on one last thing that you were sharing just then, um, which is the permission slip aspect of human design. And I think that's why specifically human design is so important, because if we look into the self-development world, there's a lot of um, people are sharing what works for them. And if we're not careful, we will end up following what they say and just being so frustrated why it doesn't work for us like for example intuition it's just like just follow your intuition just follow your gut well if we look at human design everybody's intuition works a little bit differently uh, or if we look at this classic manifestation thing where people just say take massive action well for us as projectors that would not be aligned and even for generators and manifesting generators they can't initiate either they need to wait for something to respond to so by finding human design we actually get to look at oh why are these people saying that was the person that said take massive action were they maybe a manifester and the person that said just follow your intuition just follow your gut did they maybe maybe have what we call sacral authority and then we can look at do we have that too and yes if so this might be a good guide for us and if no we might be able to find somebody who's can either teach us how to use ours or is more aligned to what we are so that we, like you can say, like you said, move forward on the path of least resistance instead of like trying to be something that we're not, but without really knowing what is it that I am. Um, yeah, so I find it this confirmation really nice. So Paula, I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've learned so much from you, from the different energy types, how we can work with it. I'm so grateful that you wanted to come on. Um, for those people listening to the episode today, if they want to work with you because you are so knowledgeable and you do readings and they want to have their own readings, could you tell us a bit on where they can find you, your podcast, your Instagram, or how they can work with you? Uh, for those that are interested in getting a reading from you and working with their human design. Absolutely. If you want to work with me, you can head to my website, which is paulafairman.com. Same on Instagram, paula, P-A-U-L-A underscore Fairman, F-E-H-R-M-A-N-N. And the best and most amazing resource if you want to learn more about human design, but maybe can't afford a reading right now, would be my podcast, which is Human Design 101, which you can find anywhere where you listen to podcasts. That's so wonderful. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So whenever a person wants to just click the button and go to your website, listen to your podcast, they can do it uh, by clicking in the links in the show notes. 
again, Paula, I want to thank you so much for being on the MindBay podcast and sharing all your wisdom, your protector wisdom that was uh, very much accepted and very much appreciated. Do you have any last thing that you would like to advise to the listeners on the MindBay podcast on human design? That is such a great question. Anything last but hmm. Maybe just have fun. Just have fun along the journey. Sometimes we can get so serious about these things and we want to get it right so badly and we're just focused on results. And I think it's super important just to, yeah, enjoy the ride because we might never get to where we want to be. Um, we might get somewhere completely different and we love it. That's a thing I thought about when we were speaking about manifestation earlier. Sometimes it happens that you manifest some, something from two years ago and you're like, wait, <laughs> I've changed now. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> um, so just enjoy the ride because we don't know where we may we'll land in the end. And yeah, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Paula. I can't wait what else you're going to achieve on your coaching and human design. Thank you so much for sharing all of this insight and helping people get to know themselves better and actually come home to themselves. I think that's what human design also is a lot about, about coming home to who you really are and having a little bit of more guidance that we all need sometimes um, in these sometimes difficult times of these hustle cultures while trying to create a business that is adjusted to you because not there's not one size fit all there's no right way to do life and business and I think human design can be a great tool in helping people guide them through that thank you so much Evie for having me wishing you, you a lovely rest of your day everybody bye-bye thank you for joining me on this transformative journey through the realms of the mind on the mindbait podcast I hope you gain valuable insights and tools to unleash the power of your mind if you're hungry for more mind-expanding content, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode and you'll be the first to know when new content is released. I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on social media and share your favorite moments, key takeaways, and any questions or topics you'd like me to explore in future episodes. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at mindbabe.co to join our growing community of curious minds. If you're ready to take your mind mastery journey even further, consider joining my exclusive one-on-one -on -one coaching program, The Limitless Entrepreneur. Visit my website, www.mindbabe.co to learn more and apply. Lastly, if you find value in my podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your reviews help me to reach more people on their quest to unlock the infinite potential of their minds. Thank you for being a part of the MindBabe community. Together, let's continue to explore boundless wonders of the mind and create a life filled with purpose, growth, and limitless possibilities. This is Evie, signing off. Until next time, keep expanding, keep evolving, and keep embracing the extraordinary power of your mind.